0: previously on the Skip and Josh podcast.
1: Just this week, uh, the Washington Redskins, they franchised Kirk Cousins for the second year in a row. Yeah. Kirk Cousins or Kirk Cousins? I pronounce it Kirk.
0: Okay. K-I-R-K. Yeah. It seems like the general manager of the Redskins doesn't pronounce it the same way as you. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me. Right. (laughs) The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. Hey Skippy. Hey Josh, what's going on? How are you? Great. I'm exhausted.
1: We're both back from Cooperstown now and that's why we're both tired.
0: Yeah, it's going it was a great weekend. It went by so quickly. And I'm very happy that we went. I thought it was I had an amazing time as you you know and I hope you did too. It was great. to me it was like the ultimate baseball like experience. You know, this is episode number 50. Ooh. So it's a big milestone. And I'm happy that episode 50 is going to be about something that really represents like our an experience that we shared, you know, like we we have it written in the description of the show. You know, it's this is a show about how sports affects us. And while this show might not be so much about like sports and stats and numbers, it's certainly about like our love of baseball and and, you know, just this great experience that we had.
1: We decided to go to Cooperstown a long time ago. I live in Toronto, which, by the way, that's where I am now. And you're where now?
0: Montreal, my okay. house.
1: And you live, so you live in Montreal. And the third person that was joining us on this trip, Book, our Atlanta correspondent, lives in Atlanta. Um, so how are we all going to get there at the same time? Well, basically, I'm drive. I decided I was going to drive to Syracuse on the Saturday morning, the day before the uh, induction ceremony. You also were going to drive to Syracuse on Saturday morning and book was going to fly to Syracuse on Saturday morning and we'd all meet at the airport and then take one car and go from there.
0: Right. It worked out perfectly. Actually,
1: it did work out very well considering, you know, we didn't know exactly what time any of us were going to arrive, but uh, I was the last one to arrive and I don't think you guys were waiting too long.
0: No, it was like the timing was incredible. We didn't really like try to like say, oh, we have to time it, you know, and I think you arrived like 10 minutes after me perfect
1: so anyway then we get into the car and that's when the trip really begins because the three of us are together right and um so we drive to cooperstown and it takes a couple of hours i don't even remember exactly it's like an hour and a half maybe something. who knows yeah. and um so we're there and it's a really small town for anyone who hasn't been there what is this any town usa and everything is pretty close to to uh to where you need to go there's
0: nothing that far Right. There's only one street, right? It's Main Street, and that's about it.
1: But of course, we couldn't find parking, right? Because no,
0: because this little town in the middle of nowhere, population three, you know, all of a sudden has twenty thousand people there, right? Exactly. So,
1: although although most of them actually showed up only on Sunday morning, I was I, I found I found out later. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Sunday was even worse than Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we thought Saturday was bad. Sunday was worse. But we managed to find a good spot in that red lot. It was yeah, great. Yeah, the red yeah. lot saved us a few times. Yeah. So <laughs> then it did. Then, then the, from the red lot, there's a trolley that takes you to Main Street. So the trolley was there. So we took the trolley. Truth is, we could have walked there quicker.
0: It's so funny because you pay two bucks to get on the trolley, which is whatever. It's fine. But you know we're hot and we're tired. We figure we're gonna take this trolley. We don't know how far it is to go to the get to the Main Street, right? Literally, like the tro- the bus goes down the street and you're there. And then the bus had to stop somewhere else, so had we not taken the bus, yeah. we would have got there quicker. It drove down the street, and it's like, if he would have just let us out, we were there. But no, he can't let us out there, because there's too much people in traffic, so he turns and he goes all the way around this roundabout way, which takes like 10 minutes, when re- in reality, you're, you were there like in like seconds. In two, mi- two seconds, yeah. you know? So we didn't take the trolley again.
1: In any case... We finally get into the Hall of Fame at around two something, and it closes at five on Saturdays, or at least on this particular Saturday. And so we had less than three hours to see everything, which, you know, I wouldn't have minded if we had a little bit more time because I I felt like a little bit rushed at some points.
0: Yeah, because they kept making the announcements like, you know, the Hall of Fame's closing at 5, and the library's closing at 4.30, and, like, we wanted to make sure we got in line for the store, right, the gift shop, which is, like, a huge part of going to the Hall of Fame, right? So Although
1: that closed at 6, I think.
0: Yeah, I know, but still, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe if we had an extra hour, we wouldn't have felt, like, um, felt the time pressure, right? But nonetheless,
1: um, it was fun to go. We've all been there before. There were some new things that I had seen. When were you last
0: there? Like ten years ago? More?
1: I don't think it was ten, but certainly more than five. Yeah. How, did you
0: like the actual Hall of
1: Fame museum? I did. I mean, it's very, I guess,
0: what stoic for lack of a better word. It's a museum, right? It's yeah. like exhibits. It's yeah. not.
1: It's not like it's not interactive like the Hockey Hall of Fame.
0: No, it's not interactive at all. So, like, kids really need to love baseball to to go there, right? Because you're not touching and doing anything. You're just looking at stuff and reading things.
1: Although there were some cool things like those videos and you, you could control yeah. the videos by selecting the one you wanted to watch. So it was a little bit interactive.
0: Yeah. The, the video boards were good. I have to admit, but I mean, for me, like I just loved it in there. I think it's just so, first of all, Cooperstown, the city is just like this little town that's sort of frozen in time. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, I felt like I was in like uh the movie Pleasantville, yeah, something like that's a really good one, actually. I was gonna say like you know in Field of Dreams when he goes out of his hotel and he walks down the street and then all of a sudden like uh, he's in another time, you know, like mm-hmm. so it was something like that, yeah, yeah. So
1: so um one thing I was disappointed about actually at the hall when we went in to see all the plaques, yeah, I wanted to see Tim Raines plaque and it wasn't <laughs> I there know. yet. Well. Well, it's not there yet. They can't put the plaque until he's actually inducted, right? I mean, I guess so. But, like, I was I was expecting to see it. Maybe I shouldn't have, but I was expecting yeah. to see it.
0: But it was cool that they had, like, the white space where the plaque was going to go and, the like, the inductees signed their name in that space.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Right? So that was pretty cool. And then it's, it's great that they have the first class there. And uh, I really, like, I mean, we re- mostly focused on the more recent honorees to find, you know, Dawson's plaque and Carter and Pedro, you know the expo connections but Mm. i really love the plaques you know the first time i ever went to the baseball hall of fame was uh i don't know 20 years ago maybe more and i i wanted to spend hours at the plaques looking at everyone you know well that's that's the main thing yeah it's the main thing but the the exhibits upstairs are very good i mean the henry Aaron exhibit was spectacular like uh it's really like if you go through that exhibit and you really take the time to read everything it's pretty incredible
1: yeah, they have some good stuff there, obviously, and and you can spend you can spend hours there.
0: There's a letter that Henry Iron received. Like we know you received so many threats, but there's like there's one there that's like in encased in glass. Like I don't know how they chose it, and it's, it really shows like it shows the times. You know, basically it's this angry letter calling him every you know racist name under the sun, and you know it just gives you the perspective of you know where we've where we are today. You know, in 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 our society. Yeah. So
1: then um after we're done looking at the hall we went to the shop as you said the gift shop. Shop is great. Each of us bought one or two things. Actually yeah. actually the, the best thing that any of us bought was you bought your postcards yeah. which you this is like a tradition for you. I've seen these postcards at your house before. Yeah. And explain to everybody what it is.
0: Well, the first time I was there like they have like a literally a postcard like that you could mail. <laughs> For every Hall of Famer, um, and it's basically the front of the postcard is their Hall of Fame plaque. So the first, first time I ever went to the Hall of Fame, I bought, like, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, like, I don't know, players that I like, Willie Mays, I forget who. And then, so this time, I bought, like, um, a whole bunch of new ones. Well, I couldn't buy Reigns because it wasn't out yet. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, his plaque, right? Right. Um. So, you know, Dawson Carter, Pedro, uh, Duke Snyder, Cal Ripken. And, uh, and they're think...
1: 50 cents each, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the best deal because everything there is crazy expensive.
0: Yeah, yeah, everything's really expensive, but 50 cents each, it's a great little souvenir. You yeah, know? it is. Yeah, and then the amazing thing is, so we, we got home Sunday night, right? So mm. Tuesday night, I text you because I start looking at the cards a little more detail, and I realize that the Pedro Martinez one is all in Spanish. Now, was there an English one also? There had to have been, but the thing is, I didn't even look... At the plaque, I didn't even look at the text on the card when I picked it up. I'm like, oh, Pedro Martinez. It's like the writing is so small, right? So I'm like, I didn't I didn't even look at it. And then I just put it in the pile of the ones that I wanted to get. And then, sure enough, like two days later, I'm like, hey, this is all written in Spanish. That's very funny. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. They have a Spanish version of the, the plaque, like even though there isn't a Spanish version right, of the plaque.
1: Right, exactly. But. That's why, Who? why would you think to look? Because I would yeah. just assume that whatever's on the postcard is what's actually in the museum.
0: I know it's amazing. So I'm actually happy that I bought it. It's like something totally totally different and cool. Now you
1: know? next time you go, you you can get the English Pedro.
0: <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so we leave there and then um we walk to a Double Day Field where there was a ceremony going on to induct um, Rachel Robinson and two other people who I right. don't know their names.
0: Yeah, they were giving out some awards, right, for the press and for Lifetime Achievements and stuff, was, you know. And-,
1: and it was free to go in, so we could go in if we wanted to, but we didn't really, we just passed by and we didn't, uh, right. we didn't go watch.
0: But now then, comes my favorite part of the weekend. Well,
1: yes, I was just going to say, so I'll let you tell the next part of what happens.
0: Sure. So, you know, when we first decided we were going to do this trip, I told you I have one goal for the weekend. That was to actually meet Jonah Carey. Yes. Now, Jonah, he's not, like, such a huge celebrity, right? But, like, we don't know him personally, um, even though he's originally from Montreal. But, like, I listen to his podcast. I listen to all whenever he's a guest on another podcast. I've seen him on TV. I read his articles. I follow him on Twitter. You know, so, like... And I've purchased his book. Yeah, you you read his book, right? Well, I'm in the middle of
1: reading Up, Up, and Away, which is about the Expos.
0: Yeah. So I feel like I kind of know him because, you know, he's such a champion of the Expos. And I mean, he he's basically responsible for getting Tim Raines into the Hall of Fame and Raines even thanked him, you know. So, I mean, so we're walking from Double D Field back to Main Street and I'm like, hey, guys, there's Jonah Carey. He's standing right there. And then I don't know if it was your book that said to me, like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that's definitely him, you know. Mm-hmm. So we walk right up to him. And he sees he's talking to a couple of people, but which I think were his his friends, right? Yeah. And uh, I just go right up to him and I say, uh, "Jonah, very nice to meet you." You know, and I tell him my name, and and then he he he's like, he's like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you." Like he knew me. Like I swear to God, I was gonna faint. Think- <laughs> He's answered my tweets. I've responded to his tweets, and he's answered tweets. Like, we've had, like, little Twitter conversations over the past, like, five, even maybe longer, at least five years. So he probably does know my name, right, because he's seen it on Twitter. But when I actually went up to him and I said it, and I shook his hand, and he knew me, I was like, oh, my God, this is too much. He literally knew me. I, I couldn't believe it. And he could not have been nicer. I mean, he sat, he stood there and talked to us for, like, 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, he did. And- right? Like, well, go on because I have some. I say, mean, he stood on. there
0: and talked to us for like 30 minutes and we weren't like keeping him there. He was telling us stories, you know, unprompted. He told us a crazy story about when Pedro got inducted. Yes. Right. And we're not going to get into that now. It's too long. Yeah. And another kid came up to him and, you know, asked him to sign the book while we were talking to him. And
1: I wish I had brought my book with me, but I didn't.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it was great. Like the fact that we met him and. He's played such a key role in Tim Raines, which is the reason why we went to Cooperstown in the first place, you know, was just the perfect, you know, the perfect thing to happen. You know,
1: when you said to me months ago, you want to meet Jonah Carey around the same time I said to you, what I want to do is I'm sure there's going to be like a private party for Tim (laughs) Raines on Saturday night and I want to try and get into that party, but we didn't know anything about it.
0: Yeah, so then this is what happened. He tweeted something, like, two weeks ago about this thing that he's running on his on the CBS Sports website about, like, a bracket challenge with the best celebrations in, of sports history. It's unrelated to anything we're talking about. So, as a joke, I responded saying, what about Warren Cromarty draped in the Canadian flag? Which, as Expos fans know, is what happened when they clinched the pennant in uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, not when they clinched the pennant, when they beat the when they beat the Phillies in the playoff series. Yes. So um, he responded to my tweet saying, oh my God, that was, th- what a great answer. And then I responded by uh, posting the picture of Cromartie with the flag. And then, uh, and then I wrote, will we see you in Cooperstown? Like I wanted to get a conversation started, right? To mm-hmm. like scope out about like this potential, like uh, VIP event that we could somehow get into.
1: Right. Which we right. didn't even know if it existed.
0: Right. But what we found out is that he was throwing the VIP event for Tim Raines. Yes. Yeah. So he was talking to us about the event and he literally told us, sorry, guys, like, I'd love to invite you, but, you know, I can't invite everybody. And literally, I just met you 30 minutes ago. Right. <laughs> Basically is what happened. So, so we
1: didn't get to go to the VIP party. No. But we did stay We did stay in Cooperstown for another hour or two uh, because yeah. there was a parade down Main Street where... Which
0: was tons of fun.
1: A bunch of former Hall of Famers were, you know, driven down the street. And then the, the the new inductees were driven down the street. Yeah. And actually, the highlight for me wasn't even Tim Raines. The highlight for me was booing Bud Selig.
0: Oh, my God. You booed him so loud. You know, sometimes there's boos, right? You know, you could boo people. You've been at sporting events where people get booed, right? Mm-hmm. You've done the booing, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But the booing that you gave Seelig was so passionate. It was so angry, you know? Because it was it, w- it was like 20 years worth of booing. It was so passionate and angry that I was like, oh my God, I thought like people were going to l- start looking at you and like really like wonder what the hell's going on. Like, is this, is this person dangerous? Is like, should we be scared? <laughs> Cause it was, it was so, it was so angry. It was great. <laughs>
1: um, I wasn't the only one booing and I found out No, no, the next you weren't day, the only
0: one booing, but you had like a, you had like a twinge to your boo that was really, really like really intense. Well, I did
1: tell you on our last episode that I yeah. may get kicked out.
0: Yeah. I, that was, you could have actually, you could have got arrested right there.
1: So, um I found out the next day on Sunday. By the way, we didn't even mention of all the fans that were in Cooperstown, there were by far more Houston Astros fans than any other fans.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So like just like we set the scene for our episodes, let's set the scene a little bit for the weekend. I mean, you could not walk more than 30 seconds what, what do you anywhere. Mean? Not
1: even 30 seconds, 2 seconds.
0: No, 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 but without seeing someone in an Expos shirt and an Expos cap. Right. Was what I was going to say. Right. Like you saw an Expos shirt and an Expos cap every 2 5 seconds. No matter where you went, you saw them. But as much as much Expos fans as there were, we were outnumbered by the Astros fans. 10 to
1: 1 or 20 to 1 or 100 to 1, who knows.
0: Because their jerseys are this bright orange, I don't know, but they were they had a presence, you know? There was a big Astros presence. And there was also a big Puerto Rican presence with all the Puerto Rican flags and the Puerto Rican t-shirts, you know, because for uh, Ivan Rodriguez. So, yeah. I found it made such a really cool cool weekend you know you had the texas people you had the canadians you know like it was great (laughs) more on the uh texas
1: fans later and you know what i'm referring to but um but i overheard an astros fan talking to a friend of his on the phone yeah we were walking back right yeah and he said and he said uh yeah i know we don't like bud seeley because he made us go to the american league but imagine if you're a montreal expos fan
0: right and you got you lost your team right Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: going back to the booing the Astros fans were booing him as well. Right. Not as much as the Expos fans maybe, but still. So the the parade ends and then there's really nothing to do in Cooperstown since we're not going to the party. So, of course, we went to Sal's Pizza, and we got some fudge, because what else are you going to do when you're Cooper's Cooperstown?
0: Well, Sal's Pizza, first of all, is is fantastic. I didn't have any, and I severely regretted it, because we didn't end up eating till almost three and a half hours later.
1: Well, I could have told you that was going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I don't know what happened to your fudge, but, like, did you ever eat it? Oh, yeah. It was delicious. Okay. Because it was, like, it was on life support for, like, that whole Sunday. I couldn't believe it survived.
1: No. Well, it was in the cooler, so there was nothing yeah. going to happen to it.
0: Yeah. So we finally made it back to the hotel, which is about an hour or so away from uh, Cooperstown. We were staying in Albany. Do you, do you want me to tell the story of the of the room and the bed?
1: We could tell the story quickly, but we did we didn't get to go to the uh, minor league baseball game in Albany that we were planning to go to. We didn't get to go to that.
0: No, like you said, like we were already so rushed at the Hall of Fame, and you know, just like I think we were exhausted or any so. So we get to the room. So just just to backtrack. About two months ago, I booked the room for $130 a night for, mm. for the three of us, right? And then around two weeks ago, I get a call from Book. He's like, I'm on Priceline. They have the same hotel for $69 a night. I'm like, Mike, how could it be? Like, how come I'm booking 130 and you're getting 69 Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you think for sure we're going to have the same room and because I don't I never booked on Priceline. I don't know how it works and whatever. So I'm like, if you think everything's cool, then just go ahead and book it and cancel mine. So that's exactly what he did. He booked on Priceline and then he called the hotel and he canceled our the other reservation and he asked the hotel, is it for sure two beds? And they said yes. But you know what was going to happen and I know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for this to happen. <laughs> And we get to the hotel, there's one king size bed.
1: Right, for three people.
0: (laughs) For three people. So now what are we going to do? Now the best is we go back to the front desk and they basically told us we're out of luck. The hotel's completely full. There's no extra rooms. We asked if we could have a cot. They said they don't have any left. We asked if we could have extra blankets. They said they don't have any left. I don't understand how a hotel runs out of blankets, but that's apparently what happened. So I have to admit, Book is a kind of MacGyver. Because what we did is we went to Target. We bought a foam, a piece of foam that you would normally put like a mattress topper. Like it's for like to put on the top of your mattress to make it more cushiony. So we bought a piece of foam, mm-hmm. a sleeping bag, and a blanket. And and Book made himself a little bed on the floor with that material. Yeah. And then we woke up. And the next morning, we went back to Target, and he returned it all.
1: Yeah. Less than 12 <laughs> hours after purchasing it.
0: And what was crazy is I pulled up in front of the Target. At, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah. He goes in with the stuff. I didn't even have time to, like, look at my phone, think about anything. Like, he was back. It's like he returned it in, like, 12 seconds.
1: It took him less time to return it than to buy it.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So that was the room.
1: So on Saturday night, um, when we finally checked in, and after we had purchased all the stuff for the makeshift bed... Yeah, we met. Um, we met our friends Neil and Paul. Neil yeah. is uh, is known to our listeners as our um, Boston correspondent, right, and also our March Madness expert, right, and also our golf expert. Although we haven't had him on for that,
0: <laughs> we will never have him on for that, I don't think.
1: But anyhow, so it was it was nice to see Neil and Paul. We met them um, at a bar not far from the hotel to watch UFC. Not that I care yeah. at all about UFC. But we hadn't eaten dinner, so we were hungry. They went to the uh, the minor league baseball game. We met there, we
0: ate, and we had a great time. It was great. The UFC was basically on the background. The only one who really knows anything about UFC was Neil. Right. <laughs> And um it was still fun to watch. I mean, at one point it was getting late, right? It was like midnight and I was like, Okay, guys, I think we I like I'm like book book was like, Okay, let's just go. I'm like, Well, the main event is coming, like let's just wait a little bit longer. You know, we stayed this long, let's just wait, you know? So we didn't end up getting back to the room to like one, I think.
1: Right. And and everyone and everyone there at the bar, they were really into this fight. Like oh, we, yeah. we didn't really care, but everyone was so into it. So anyway, so that's pretty much it for Saturday. Then we moved to Sunday. So Sunday All we had to do, I mean, we're now in Albany, we got to drive back to Cooperstown, we check out of the hotel, we had breakfast
0: at Panera Bread. I highly recommend Panera Bread for breakfast, by the way, it was fabulous. Panera Bread's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff.
1: So so then we drive back to Cooperstown, and of course, now it's Sunday, so if we thought there were a lot of people there on Saturday, it's even worse now on Sunday, and parking was even more difficult.
0: People were charging... $20 Twenty dollars to park in their driveway,
1: or thirty or forty, depending on where the where their yeah. house was.
0: Yeah, we saw other ones for forty, and even one sign for fifty. Oh, I didn't see that. That fifty was like when we were first getting into the town, you know. Like, so I mean, if, if these people are making some money, but it's like their one chance, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway. We lucked out because we go back to the red lot and we think, okay, there's no chance we're getting a spot because by the time we get there, it's eleven something, I think, at this point. It was eleven, yeah.
0: And it was full. We had no chance. It was full.
1: Yeah, which I which I knew was gonna be full. But then
0: lo and behold, this guy tells us, Oh, I'm moving my car, you can take my spot. It was like He was moving he was moving his car from where he had parked because he realized there was a closer spot in a handicapped spot mm-hmm. that he was allowed to park in. So, so we literally came at the exact time when he was moving his car. Otherwise, we would have never got that spot. Right.
1: So we got a great parking spot, and then we walked. And now here's here's what I don't understand. So this town is tiny, and there's thousands of people there, and there's also tons of troopers all over the place. And so you would think that the the place where the induction is happening, it's just at a field. I don't even know. It's called Clark Sports Field or something like that. No one
0: seemed to know how to get to this field, even though it was like a mile away. Yeah, the people knew who had been there before, but like the thing is, like they brought in the New York State troopers to help out, right? And but they these were guys coolest. don't know anything about Cooperstown. They were useless. They had no idea where the, you asked for directions. He told you the wrong way. Yeah, he had to pull out his map, and then he told me the wrong thing. Yeah. He had no so clue. Eventually, we figured it out. And then as we got closer, we started seeing more people walking there and stuff. So Right.
1: And then, we, and then ha- somehow we found Neil and Paul who were there before us.
0: Which is also another miracle because you know we're in, there's 20,000 people there and we sat next to them. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So anyway, but then, then the only problem was we got there really early, which was great. Yeah. But now you got to sit around and wait because this thing doesn't start till 1.30. And we had to wait. We got there like at noon or maybe even earlier.
0: Yeah, and then it started at 1.30.
1: Right. So, so that's like we waited at least an hour and a half before it finally started.
0: We had in our head that we were going to leave whenever Tim Raines, after Tim Raines spoke. Right. So, you know, if he went first, we were going to just leave. Right. If, if, you know, Bagwell went and then it was Rains, then we were going to leave. Whatever right. the case, right? right? So Selig goes. Uh, no, uh, Schurholz was first. Right. And he was the longest, which was slow torture. Well, they were all long. They were all long.
1: They were all like half an hour.
0: (laughs) At least 25 to 35, right? Yeah. uh, Right? So Scherholz goes and we're like, okay, maybe Reigns is next. No, it's Bagwell. Maybe Reigns is next. Selig. So at this point, you're like, maybe Reigns is next. (laughs) Right? Right. There's only two guys left, right? No, Rodriguez. I'm like, okay, I guess Reigns is last. Right. You know, he batted lead off his whole career. Now he's batting last.
1: Exactly. So what bothered me, first of all, the fact that he was last bothered me, but I mean, whatever. I don't have any control over that. But but a few things bothered me. Number one, on the Hall of Fame website, it said that the thing was going to go from 1.30 to 4.30, but it ended right. at like 5 or 5-something.
0: Five even after 5. Even yeah. after
1: 5. And also, on the MLB network, they were airing it live, and I had set my PVR to record it. It said it ends at 4.30, and... Yeah. So I only recorded until 4:30 and of course oh, so I, you missed I, all of Tim I missed all of Tim Reigns. I missed all of Tim Reigns. So that's another oh thing that God. bothered
0: me. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's one thing that Reigns went last and of course whoever goes last those fans aren't going to be happy. But at least make it end on time. I mean yeah. to, for to ask people to sit out there for that long in the crazy hot sun. Because remember, we weren't just there from one thirty to five. We were there from like noon, if not earlier, until five. We
0: were we were literally roasting like Thanksgiving turkeys. We were.
1: And 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 the other thing that bothered me was so all the speakers spoke too long, all of them, including Tim yeah. Raines. Yeah. But that's one thing. In between each speaker, they decided to show these videos. Like, you know, don't show me videos. Don't, just, just let the speakers go so we can listen
0: to what we want to listen to and get out of there because... I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to make it more interactive and more fun and whatever, but it was just making it longer, you know? You know, we forgot even to mention when
1: it finally did start at not one thirty 130, one thirty five. 1.35, by the way, because they had to play that song um, by by John Fogerty, Center Field. <laughs> So, so when it finally starts, first they bring on one person, like who we think is the MC, but he's not the MC. He introduces another person, and that person's the MC. And then 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 they
0: introduce fifty Hall of Famers. Exactly,
1: fifty Hall of Famers. And you think it's not like, oh, and here's Raleigh Fingers, and here's Sandy Koufax, and here's Andre Dawson. They had a whole little spiel about each one of them. Yeah, they read. They read like uh, two sentences about each guy. So that took half an hour. It was great. So now so now it's like now it's like two o'clock and they still haven't even started.
0: Right. And then John shortholtz goes and starts talking about when I was growing up. Well, hold on. Before that, the guy
1: who was the MC, he introduces a woman whose name I don't even remember. Oh, she's and,
0: like the daughter she's like the president of the Hall of Fame. Right. right so whatever. then
1: yeah. she was the one who introduced each of the inductees. Right. So like they have someone introducing someone, introducing someone, introducing someone. And and it's like I said, so it doesn't even get started until like two two something, and each person talks too long and yeah. it ends later than it's supposed to end, and they have all these videos in between uh, and, and the and the heat was crazy, whatever. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I mean it's better than having rain. But then one other thing I didn't mention. So Rain's was last, and right after right when Rain started to, to do his speech um, there were a bunch of fans there who were there to see Pedro Rodriguez, and they're like, "Okay, well, we saw our guy, so we don't care." And they're having these crazy loud
0: conversations. They were all drunk. They had so much. They had so much to drink throughout the day, and they were just having a great time. But they had no respect because yeah. Reigns was delivering his speech. Exactly. Like everyone was quiet when your guy was up there. Why can't you be quiet when our guy's up there? And at first, I thought it was only us that was really being affected by this because they were like right behind us. But guys that were like. 20 feet, 20 rows ahead of us stood up and said, hey, you know, like and started yelling at them, you know, so I'm happy that happened. So anyway, long story short,
1: I mean, I'm sure you can tell by now because I was Sunday was actually of the two days. Sunday was supposed to be the day. That was the reason we were going. But I had a lot more fun on Saturday than I did on Sunday.
0: It was Sunday was a long day. It was a long day. You know, if you wanted to do it again, I think the thing to do would be to stay over Sunday night.
1: Actually, no. What what I would do is, if first of all, I would not recommend that anyone go to an induction ceremony, <laughs> and I, it's and too I mean long. I mean that honestly, because really, you're just sitting there watching speeches that you can watch on television, and you can't even see them because you're so far away. So I would recommend that you don't go to an induction ceremony. Go to the Hall of Fame, absolutely go, but don't go on induction weekend. That's right. one recommendation. My second recommendation, if you do decide to go. Don't show up early just to get a good spot on the lawn, because we showed up early, and our spot was okay, but it didn't really matter. Even if we were 100 feet further back, it wouldn't have made a difference.
0: Right. so show up. show
1: up just before it starts. Don't show up an hour and a half early like we did.
0: I was going to say, you know, you stay the night, and then you don't feel like you have to rush out of there. I think in the back of our minds, we knew we had like a five-hour drive ahead of us, and we wanted to get out of there, so... Yeah, because we all had to go to work the next morning. I know, but maybe, you know, if you stay overnight, and you leave on Monday, and you make a little bit more of a weekend out of it, you know, maybe it's different experience
1: in any case for me saturday was much better than sunday and and for me the best part of the weekend you know oh i didn't even mention sorry on sunday you know how you met jonah carey and what we all did on sunday i'm waiting in line um at the field trying to kill time i'm waiting in line to buy a t-shirt and who do i meet roger brulotte
0: right what did he have to say
1: i well i asked him i said when are we getting a team back and he says we're trying we're trying yeah. that's all could he could say what does he yeah, know
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but anyway it was nice to meet Roger Boulat. I found out later Dave Van Horn was there I didn't know I would have liked to have met him too right um, and there were other people that we didn't get
0: to meet but well Jonah told us that Moises Alu was there but then I, I, he was sitting like in the front row basically because he's the godfather of Jeff Bagwell's kids right so right
1: well I mean yeah we weren't, gonna, we weren't able to get into the VIP section so you know no, we weren't going to meet any of these people maybe next year um but for me, the best part of the whole weekend was just hanging out with you and Book and Neil and Paul.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. That was the best part for me. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I agree.
1: So then we drove back and uh, I got that home was after
0: it. midnight. Yeah, me too. Actually, I got home after midnight, but I had to drive Book to like uh, into the city mm-hmm. where where the, he was staying. And so we made a little pit stop at the Orange Julep at <laughs> 1230. Yeah. So all in all, it was a great weekend. Like you said, I mean, I recommend the Hall of Fame for anybody. If you're a baseball fan, you just really, you have to go. You just have to go. I think it's like a kind of trip that any baseball fan should do. Like, no, I mean, like you said, not necessarily for the Hall of Fame weekend, but you got to go see the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is great. Agreed. Just remember, you know, you can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, anywhere you get podcasts. And give us a review, like, all that stuff. Like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter. Um, let's uh, let's get this show to episode one hundred. Speak to you later. Bye. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.